Hey everyone, welcome to Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 234, recorded live on August 3rd, 2021. Uh, that's not kind of weird that recorded live. Isn't everything recorded live in some way? That Sorry, that total uh, derailment <laughs> and tangent live. here at the beginning, broadcasted live. Uh, <laughs> just thinking back to our old days when we, we used TalkShoe, it said recorded live. I'm like, everything's recorded live. Anyway, uh, <laughs> today we are not here to run tangents on what is recorded live or what is not. Uh, today we're going to talk Nintendo as always. Uh, today we got several things that we're going to be discussing. We've got a couple of games we're going to be reviewing. Uh, we're going to be talking about the East Asia Soft event that just just happened today we're going to be talking about the recent activision blizzard uh debacle i guess is the best uh, uh word for that all the the craziness is going around uh all that and kind of share our thoughts around that uh lots of other headlines but uh before we get into all that it's time for introductions my name is steve and i am of course am joined by barry and greg as usual barry how's it going man yeah, it's going well been uh very busy but uh, overall, good. Good, good, good. And Greg, how are you doing? Also good. It's things just been super busy around, and summer's coming up, uh, winding down. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy how uh, busy people are. Again, like this time last year. You'd say, how are you doing? And busy was not one of the words that we used last year at this time. <laughs> but uh, yeah. seems to be one of those things that a lot of in two months. Right? <laughs> well, I forgot what day it was again. <laughs> but not so much anymore. Uh, we're kind of out and about and trying to do life like normal, even though, you know, pandemic is still technically happening. Uh, but uh, people are trying to get back to normal life and play some video games, uh, even though I think a lot of people played video games during the pandemic. That was one of the the uh, pastimes that got a lot of people through 2020 for sure. Uh, but we're going to discuss all of the games, all the news and everything tonight. Uh, we are not alone, though. We also have a live chat room that is uh, going during our live recording <laughs> um, of tonight. And uh, and so anytime that uh, we talk about anything, uh, feel free to throw your thoughts in the live chat as you're joining us. If you're watching after the fact, we'd still love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so please use the comment section here on YouTube if you're watching or if you are listening after the fact on your pa favorite podcast app of choice, uh, just shoot us a message on social media. Um, you can follow us at nintendo fuse on twitter instagram and facebook and we also have a discord we'd love for you to join our discord uh, that's another place where you can share your thoughts on what we discuss uh, the link is on the screen here on youtube it's also all those links are going to be in the show notes uh, for the podcast show notes as well um, and we'd love to connect with you between shows and everything um, if you are brand new uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Uh, we would encourage you to hit that like button, uh, hit that share button, hit the bell on YouTube, uh, and uh, and share this with others, uh, Nintendo fans that are out there. We'd just uh, be very grateful for that. And if you have the ability to leave a review, maybe on your podcast app, uh, we so appreciate the the positive reviews as well. So thank you so much for, for checking us out and for uh, being around here. We've got... Like I said, the chat room's going. If you never joined us for a live chat, we're pretty much on a schedule of every other Tuesday. There's going to be some uh, some weeks here and there that uh, we're going to have to shift the schedule around over the next few months. But generally speaking, every other Tuesday, uh, we'd love to join uh, 
you for join us when we record these, um, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Jakester, Hawadi, Dave, uh, I feel like there was someone else I'm missing. Oh, it was. it's actually Barry just responding to them. Uh, I was going to say hi to Barry again. Uh, but all those guys are joining us in this chat. They're talking. There's several others that haven't said hi yet. If you're in the, in there, be sure to say hi. And we're going to get ready to talk about the games we've been playing. So feel free to go ahead and throw those games uh, that you've been playing in the chat as well. Basement Dweller just joined in, said hello. Hello to everybody. And uh, yeah, like always, we'll we'll go through the chat as much as we can uh, throughout the the podcast. So thanks for doing that. Uh, Barry, you want to remind everybody, we got a, a little event coming up soon, uh, that, that people should know about in your neck of the woods. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and remind people yeah. of the amazing discount code that they got as well. Absolutely. So this weekend, uh, the 7th and 8th of August, uh, is play NYC in Manhattan. Uh, good friends of ours run the show. I've uh, been there, you know, since the show started, a great video game conference to go to, meet developers, check out games, you know, that are in development and some that are about to be released. Uh, if you're interested in going, you can go to play-nyc.com where you can purchase your ticket. And if you do, use the code FUSE40 and you'll get 40% off of your entire purchase. So if you want the one-day pass or you want the Dev Pro two-day pass, it uh, doesn't matter. You'll get 40% off. So thank you very much to Playcrafting for providing us that code and for putting on an amazing show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And be sure to check out Barry's interview with Dan Butchko um, of Playcrafting and Play NYC. It's on our YouTube channel if you haven't checked that out yet. Uh, you can actually go back and see, what, like four years? Is it four years of interviews with fifth, Dan? Fifth the time. Fifth, yeah. fifth time. Wow. So you can see... You know, over the years, see Barry grow up and see Dan grow up. And... <laughs> yeah, you were actually there with the first one. Actually, I was. So you could see young Steve, too. <laughs> I was. Young whippersnapper Steve. I probably didn't. We probably didn't look a whole lot different. Uh, we're kind of that age where we don't really change from year to year anymore. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks so much to Playcrafting again. As we said, uh, thank you uh, for for giving us those codes and for being able to, uh, to help our, our fans out there and our listeners and everything to be able to, uh, to go to the, the event for 40% off. That's, that's incredible. Uh, so let's get into what we've been playing over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Barry, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so the, the past couple of weeks, uh, I played uh, several different games actually. First off, uh, still doing animal crossing, Barely. <laughs> I think I logged in once or twice. Uh, I'm barely doing that. <laughs> More than you. <laughs> uh, for the playcast, uh, we did Red Out, which is a futuristic racing game. Uh, very fun. Very unique uh, controls for turning. Uh, you can't just turn like you normally could. You actually have to use the right analog stick as well as the left analog stick to turn. Takes a little bit of getting used to, but it works. Uh, really fun, especially if you uh, have been hurting for F-Zero. Uh, I do recommend checking this out. It plays really well on the Switch. Uh, play a little Mini Amici, which we will be talking about in a little bit. For the playcast, I also did Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Great sounding title, great game. This is a very short, maybe two and a half hours, top-down Zelda-style fun game. Uh, a little on the easy side. 
this is actually getting a physical too. But uh, if if that sounds interesting to you and you like Zelda, I do recommend it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, also for the playcast coming up this week, um, playing Wave Break, um, which is how do I put this? It's Tony Hawk Pro Skater, except you're on a jet ski and you also have a gun. <laughs> that right, is then. about the best way I can do it. There's this, the typical <laughs> objectives. You have you know, like two minutes to do what you can in a level. You have to, in, instead of like collecting skate, you collect break. And you know, they like should have combo. called that game Turnip Boy Evades Tax Evasion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should have. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and then the uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I started last time you we were talking. I finished. At least I finished the main story. I did not do any of the post-game content. There's a lot of it that opens up, but I uh, just really wanted to try to get through the story. I very much enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the game. I, I did not expect to enjoy the game. I tried the demo, fell in love with the demo. This is better. This is a better Pokemon than Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I did enjoy Pokemon Sword and Shield. So... Uh, Take that for what you will. If you enjoy Pokemon, I definitely recommend giving this a shot. And I did not play the first series or the first uh, stories one, so you do not need to play it to enjoy this. Uh, and the last game on the P on the Switch I played was the uh, Pokemon Unite, which again we're going to be talking about in a bit. On the PS5, I went back to Scarlet Nexus, a game that I had started, I think, two podcasts ago. I uh, finally finished it today, at least the first playthrough. But I, I will probably not be going through a second playthrough. But it is a fun JRPG action RPG set in a really unique world where the mechanics for the battle are really cool because you have a party of three, but you only play as your main character. But you can borrow the powers of up to eight squad members at a time, and each power has like a you know a certain amount of a gauge, and then it replenishes. And some of the powers are, you know, you can you have fire or electricity. You can stop time for everybody but you, or you can just make yourself move very fast. You could duplicate yourself up to three times, so every attack does multiple damage. You can, you know, you have telekinesis, so you can, you know, throw objects and cars and buses at enemies and stuff. It's awesome. If you like action RPGs, I definitely recommend giving this a shot. And for the first time, I think in the history. Of this podcast, at least since the original Xbox One launched, uh, Xbox Series X. I actually have a game on wow. the Xbox that I played, which is Flight Simulator, because that came out this week, and uh, a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I got to fly over my house, you know, fly around my area, fly around Manhattan. Uh, very cool. I plan to go back to it and like fly around Egypt and stuff like that and, and see things that I'm not familiar with. But naturally, you know, you want to go where you're familiar. One thing that's cool is I thought you had a your house, right? <laughs> it's kind of like generic, like, like down to those details. Although there is, there is world upgrade packs, which are free. At least they're free right now. So I did download those, but I haven't played since downloading them. So I don't know if that made everything better or not. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought you had to start at airports, and if you do start at airport, you have to take off. But you can just pick anywhere, and it just starts you in the air, which is really cool. Tons of different planes you can fly as. And then there's DLC. There's a ton of different planes and airport packs that are quite expensive, anywhere from 10 to 20 30 bucks. 30 
And I think if you bought all the DLC, you're looking at like a thousand dollars. Like what? Uh, I figured this game would be, you know, all on cart. Uh, no, it's not. There's there's DLC, but there is some free DLC. I think there's a an airplane that's free, and a, there's a, a navigator. You could download a specific navigator. It's it's kind of weird, hmm. but I do recommend it. it. You know, just it's one of those games that if you really like flight, um, you can play it virtually forever. But if you don't, and you're just like, I don't know if I'll get a lot out of it. If you ever have family visiting, it is like a perfect family game. Because you, where do you want to go in the world? Let's go visit, you know? And like everybody can take like a collective, you know, vacation kind of deal. Like a sightseeing tour. And there's like a bunch of little pre, pre-ones pre set up that will take you like right to, you know, the pyramids of Egypt and the Roman Coliseum and Manhattan and San Francisco and stuff like that. So that's really cool. I like that little tours. Uh, other than that, on the PC, still playing Final Fantasy 14, and on the mobile end, still chugging along on Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour, finishing up uh, tour again tonight. Nice, nice. Uh, let's go into the chat real quick, and it looks like uh, some people have been playing some games. We're going to throw them on the screen tonight because that's fun. Uh, Jakester says that uh, he's been playing a lot of Dragon Quest XI, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, uh, and heading to uh, to end both of those pretty soon, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Basin Dweller said that he just beat Skyward Sword HD. Fel, uh, pacing felt a lot better than we because of the lack of fee. <laughs> I say lack of fee, just... It's, you know, like less than less than fee. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jared says he's been playing Skyward Sword Ace Attorney and Pokemon Unite along with Mario Run, uh, Kart, and Pokemon Go. And looks like Dave has been uh, just finished Skyward Sword and playing through a day of the Sky Soldier. Awada says that uh, playing Arena of Valor, Monster Hunter Rise, and now playing Pokemon Unite. And, uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, that's kind of what most people have been playing. And then we got, uh, yeah, a bunch of just other comments. Looks like, uh, people are talking about flight simulator with you and, and their experience with Pokemon Unite. Uh, just played a little bit and stuff. So we'll get into a, a lot more of, uh, Pokemon Unite talk in just a little bit. Uh, Greg, what have you been playing recently? <sighs> Well, um, despite last podcast not having any Animal Crossing, this time around I did log in, managed again. So I was primarily focused on that first fireworks show just to get all the new items there. And that's like my absolute uh, daughter's favorite event in Animal Crossing. She was saying, oh, remember last year when they had all the fireworks shows? She just loved making custom things like having different like Pokemon emotes show up as like the fireworks in the sky. So that was a lot of fun playing that, enjoying that with her. So thankfully I did get the other item, all those new items that they added for that along with that. But other than that, that was pretty much all I did outside cleaning up some like 200 some weeds and stuff, <laughs> killing cockroaches and whatnot. Um, I also did play up a little more Paper Mario and the Origami King. I know last time I said I beat the game, but my daughter was very focused on trying to rescue all the toads. So like, I went back on her profile to get that to 100% for the toads and the um, filling in all the um, grif- all those uh, whole, uh, bottomless hole things and the um, collectible treasures they get from different treasure chests. Um, I didn't go for the super end game of all those trophies because that's absolutely ridiculous and she didn't really care about those. So 
definitely took a pass on that. And that's super hard and annoying stuff. A new entry this week was uh, Bravely Default 2. I finally got a chance to start that up after it being out for almost half a year now. Um, I really love the one on 3DS, or both of them on 3DS, for, actually. Um, this one's an interesting change of pace, just having completely different characters, but the so far the story is very interesting, and the difficulty seems to be somewhat on par with the first ones, at least so far. Um, I'm up to the getting the bard asterisk, and I was having some trouble beating him. I'm already on my third attempt through after getting two game overs on him, so hopefully this time he'll go down after seeing how he keeps enhancing all the enemies that he brings with him. Um, I was also going pretty good into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, so despite not having the fighters pass, I've been really trying to hammer away at those challenges. Like, I don't know why I got the sudden completionist attitude for it, but I've been knocking out as many of those challenges as I can. So right now I'm just pummeling through some of the online ones despite being an awful online player. I'm getting killed most of the time, but it's still kind of fun at times, especially when I do manage to pull out some epic wins from here and there. And still, I got uh, still going after some of the spirits as well. I mean, I don't nearly have as many as Barry and I think it was Dave that mentioned that in the our Discord saying they got all of them, but I've just broke that 777th one for that um, spirit challenge. So that was pretty nice to see there. And then finally, still playing Fire Emblem Heroes, so still trying to compete and everything there. The meta's been changing a ton with a lot of the different skills and characters they add to the game, and I'm having a lot of trouble adjusting to it, so it's sometimes it's frustrating, and I don't get the high ranks as I've been normally getting prior, but Choose Your Legends 5 is just around the corner and hopefully ready to summon some new characters. Nice, nice. Uh, I have been playing just a couple games. Uh, as we said earlier, life's been more busy, and uh, so I really haven't spent a lot of time with uh, with any of uh, <laughs> um, my my game consoles recently. And uh, found out that, um, funny enough, uh, so I, I'll just set the games: Rocket League and Pokemon Unite, which we'll talk about Pokemon Unite in just a bit. Um, have you guys ever had experience with uh, your Switch? Uh, sound being delayed all of a sudden through your tv i don't know if it if it happens when you don't touch it for a while or what but um yeah that happened when i fired up pokemon unite uh this last week and it was delayed quite a bit and it took me forever to finally uh figure out i i think it has something to do with uh the signal being sent from the switch it wasn't happening in handheld mode but it was only when it was docked and so I thought it was because I was going through a capture card or uh, an HDMI splitter or uh, something like that. But nope, it actually um, had to do with some of my TV settings. I had to go back in and like reset the sound settings and it fixed itself. But I found it actually, iMore had an article about how to fix it. And uh, so it's it's common enough um, that someone wrote an article about how to fix it, but that was, that was a fun experience. And I, I was thinking, oh no, my switch is like either hates me or is broken. Maybe both, uh, because I haven't touched it in a while and, uh, it's, you know, lashing back out, but I finally got it fixed and get to play some Pokemon. So. <laughs> I haven't had that issue, but my, one of my docs, like the sound will cut out for a second or two periodically hmm. and that's annoying, but never yeah. had a delay. Yeah, it was weird because, yeah, 
It was in the menu. It was like everything. It wasn't like a specific thing. It was just all the time. Yeah, I mean, when I was playing online for Smash, I mean, it wasn't really a sound-related issue, but it was there was no lag at all of this particular match. And then it said I got disconnected from a network problem. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So that seemed kind of weird to me. That's two and weird then I was things. Like, no lag in no. Smash Online and that. <laughs> well, it was just that match that I definitely had plenty of matches where it was like the lag. It was just like, looked like we were paused for like, like at least two minutes straight. Like mm. it wasn't even moving. I'm like, this is going to be fun once this picks back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it looks like the chat room says uh, they never had that either. So, well, it's happened to some people out there, and I'm glad it happened to someone before me so they could write the article and tell me how to fix it. <laughs> And it's really an easy fix that if ever it happens to you, just go into your sound settings of your, of your TV and uh, basically reset them, uh, essentially, and, and it resyncs and everything's fine. So, uh, well, let's head into the first of our two uh, game chats of tonight. Uh, we're going to take a look at a couple different games. Um, and uh, the first one up is is Barry and Greg had a chance to to look at one game, and then we'll then we'll change pace a little bit, and uh, all three of us will talk about a different game. So I'm going to pass it on to to you two to talk about uh, the first game up. Uh, yeah. So uh, the first game that we're going to be talking about is a game called Mina and Michi. Uh, this came out on the Switch as well as other platforms, and it uh, came out uh, recently, June 30th. Uh, was developed by LightUp and uh, Radalaka Games, and again published by East Asia Soft. So first off, thank you, East Asia Soft, for providing us codes. And um, this is a top-down, kind of like an adventure puzzle game where you control two characters at the same time, and you go through different environments, different seasons, as you collect keys, open up chests you know, find money in grass, defeat enemies, and solve a lot of different puzzles. Uh, Greg, what did you think of this game? I really, really enjoyed my time with it. Um, so just a little head note, like I did get the 104%, and that was getting every single treasure and solving every single puzzle and beating all the bosses along with even visiting the special room at the very end of the game. So um, I definitely enjoyed my time with it. It was very reminiscent of like a almost like I guess what Triforce Heroes tried to be, if you could actually control like all of them at the exact same time. I know Triforce Heroes, you could switch between them, but this in this case, you actually got to use one control stick to control Mini and the other one to control Michi. So that was a very awesome way to play through like a top-down like Zelda game, just being able to have two characters both being able to fight bosses and solve puzzles like simultaneously, or you could just control one if that you felt more comfortable doing that way. So um, I had definitely a lot of fun playing through this game. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting and kind of jarring uh, just because you're controlling two, and it takes a little while just to get accustomed to that because certain certain buttons like there'll be a gate and you need to put one character on the a switch to unlock the gate go through and find another button with that other character so that you can move move the other character over uh i'm not usually a fan of games like this only because it's hard for me to always have to deal with the second character because i'm the kind of person who i will play with the one character and then when i can't move anymore i'm like oh hold on let me move the other character to a safe spot uh it wasn't that bad for this game because you don't need to bring both characters to like advance a screen, which is cool. Uh, you just had to do the one. 
a lot of different puzzles. Uh, if you mess up a puzzle, you can leave and come back. Most of them are, are block puzzles, <laughs> pushing pushing yep. a puzzle to a switch. Uh, I will say that they can be kind of annoying in the sense that you can't really correct yourself. So if you pushing two blocks and they're just a little too close together and you can't get between them to push them like left or right, for example, you have to reset the whole puzzle because there's no real tell-all. You can't pull. At least I wasn't. I didn't figure out any way to pull. No, um, I, there's no way to pull them. That was. I think that's part of the strategy element is to not having to do it because otherwise a lot of those puzzles will be a lot simpler. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I broke against the wall, but oh, well, he can't get it away from the wall because he can't pull it. So it's you have to kind of figure out how not to push certain ones against the wall and which ones to do first before others and everything. But I definitely did note I had that that's like a smart, like a minor gripe to me that that like lining up was just kind of iffy because even if your character was like in the way, like it couldn't like push it all the way against the wall and then you kind of like adjust it slightly up or down and just that small difference can mean like fitting through the small gaps to around and in between some of the different passageways. Yeah, there's uh and those are again minor gripes. Yep. Uh, it was, was kind of interesting to, you know, find how to get the keys. Although I found it weird like some of the keys was like you need to spend 100 coins to get the key and then you open up a chest and you get like less than 100 coins. Or at least it felt like less than 100 coins. I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I'm I'm used to playing Zelda, so every time I saw the grass, I was always chopping it and walking through it. So I didn't really have a lot of trouble accumulating the currency. I always had like three or four hundred every time I saw one of those hundred coin gates, and I was like, okay, well, that's not much of a challenge there. So <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a little challenge in the beginning before you get your weapon because you can't kill enemies. But once you do that, uh, I'd say one of the only other things I would like to see is some kind of helper, like in, in where to go. Because it doesn't tell you. So if you're confused, hey, where did I go? Like you maybe you stopped the game for a little bit and came back to it. Where was I going again? Uh, that would be kind of cool. Uh, the other thing I noticed is some like paths are like a giant circle. So let's say you start north and you're going around, you know, northwest to west to southwest. Um, you get to a room and suddenly like, oh, here's a big block puzzle. You do the block puzzle and it just unlocks the door that you just came from and it's kind of like oh this was for if i went the other way uh it would have been really cool to know that so i didn't waste my time on this block puzzle just to unlock the way i came um but again those are minor little things uh i do th enjoy it i did enjoy it and you, how long did it take you to do your 104 percent it was just right around three hours like just about on the money. I mean, I think there was like a few seconds or maybe a minute or two over, but it was essentially three hours exact. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're getting a good length game. Uh, you do have hearts. You can find heart containers to, uh, you know, give your hearts back. Uh, if you die, you just kind of restart, you know, so it's not like, I don't think there's any, oh, it depends on the difficulty. I was on the easiest difficulty, so there was uh, infinite continues, but there is a hardcore difficulty where it's one life. Uh, so you really have some challenge if you want it there. And uh, 
what would you say to finish up? Would you recommend this game? It, I, don't, I don't even remember the cost of this game. It was five dollars. Steve had on the beginning on. I was definitely looking for that when he was displaying it. I would definitely recommend it. There's definitely a lot of playthrough if you're um, even looking to like speed run. It, like tracks those kind of information as well. So if you want to try to get a better run, you're always welcome to go back through. I'm not usually the speed running type, but I still felt like I definitely got $5 worth of entertainment out of the three hours getting everything. Um, outside those few things that you said, like with the puzzles, not always lining to the direction of the map screen you wanted to go, like just having a map would have been a very great feature to have just to kind of see which rooms you didn't complete and everything like that. Um, the very final room, I, w- I had to do like a full circle around that last area just to find where I was supposed to go. And it actually turned out it was in that first room. I just had to go up. So it was like the one room that I couldn't find. So um, yeah, that was outside those very small things. I still definitely think it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, a map would have, absolutely helped uh for sure even i mentioned a pointer idea uh or a hint idea but yeah a map would have you know rectified that as well i also recommend it uh for five bucks i think you're getting a good chunk of you know game uh, especially if you like puzzle adventure style games and zelda games uh definitely think this is one you should check out especially if it goes on sale but even at five dollars i think you are absolutely getting a uh value and uh, again thank you so much for uh, east asia soft for providing us both codes so that we can uh, talk about the game today yep thank you very much east asia soft cool that sounds pretty cool um i love that i like the fact that there's there's games out there that are that are short <laughs> like that but you still have good experience you know like like yeah, short yeah. but it's it's not like too short but it's it feels like you said that there's there's enough content there that didn't feel like you were lacking but uh, yeah, it kind of seems cool, like in that, that sweet spot there. Yep, definitely plenty to do and lots of exploring around, especially if you're trying to jump between rooms and everything. So <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, we're going to be uh, switching switching uh, gears just a little bit and uh, talk about another game that all of us had an opportunity to to play. So give me just a second. I'm going to get some couple things ready here. And uh, then we'll we'll take it away with our uh, next game. And uh, yeah, so we we got a chance to talk about uh, or play Pokemon Unite. Uh, came out uh, just about a week or so ago. And um, yeah, we we had, we heard about this game what like a couple months ago. Is that right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Actually. Long time ago. <laughs> I feel, okay. I, I feel like it was either early twenty twenty one or late twenty twenty. Okay, as a it might have been early. Long. Wow, yeah, I had its own little presentation. That's true. Like it did. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. If you're unfamiliar with Pokemon Unite at all, it's it's a free to play um, multiplayer online uh, battle arena kind of game. Uh, if you're familiar with other games uh, like League of Le- League of Legends, it's kind of uh, similar to that. Um, not exactly the same, of course, but but similar enough uh, where where you basically uh, control Pokemon uh, on a team and your goal is to defeat other Pokemon on the other team, but also wild Pokemon that are out there and you get uh, points 
and you go score those points on in designated areas. Um, so that's the the basic idea of the game. Um, and uh, Jakester in the chat is telling us that it was June 24th of 2020 when we found out about this game. So yeah, it's over a year ago. Over a year ago. So uh, time flew. You know, it's it's pandemic time. So, um, but uh, yeah, there was an update on August 2nd as well. Already getting updates, uh, but. But yeah, let's uh, let's just talk about our time with the game. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys, uh, your experience with the game so far, what it's been like, and uh, kind of give a, a little bit of a, a review in our, our game chat tonight. Um, Barry, let's go to you first. What what have you thought about your experience with Pokemon Unite so far? Uh, so I'm not a huge MOBA person. I didn't do League of Legends or any of that, but I did do Arena of Valor when that came out in the Switch, uh, and that was my first experience with this. And I. I actually really enjoyed Arena of Valor. Uh, I actually played it for a couple weeks every day, just a little bit. So when this came out, I'm like, and I started playing. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is right in the same ballpark. So I knew what to expect, and uh, I played it since it launched uh, every day, uh, doing not not like huge amounts, just like the daily stuff, doing the daily missions every day, and uh, having a lot of fun with it, for the most part. Uh, I say for the most part because there are a few little nitpicks that I have, uh, and one of them could be alleviated with some proper team communication. Uh, you know, obviously, if if you go in with a group of four other people, you you know have a headset, maybe you're in Discord. Uh, I could see it being a ton of fun, but when you're with randoms, even with ranked, you don't have that communication, and the the in-game communication is minimal. The only preset messages. <laughs> And I think very few preset messages, very few. And I think a lot of it could be, you know, if you're not with the right people, you don't gel well and uh, you, you have to play smart. This is a, a team game. So you have somebody I'm going to be by myself and they're not helping. And if you are like, oh, you know what, you have 50 points to score and the somebody else has three points to score and there's two points left on the, the, the particular goal. And the person with three points goes, boom, I'm done, and walks away. And it's like, wait a minute, as a team, let me score my 50 points because that's more valuable for us to uh, win. And I've had that happen a couple times. And I'm just like, why? Like, we're supposed to be a team. You can see how many I have. You should be letting me score. or Because I always do the same courtesy to to other people who have more uh, just because it's a team effort. It's a whole score uh, that's how you win. The other nitpick I have, and maybe maybe this is something I'm missing. I haven't looked it up. I can't figure it out. When you start the game, you get to pick a Pokemon. That Pokemon is always what I start at when going into a room, but that's not my main Pokemon, even though my favorite on my home screen is, is my main Pokemon. And it almost becomes more of a, like the harder challenge is actually being able to pick my Pokemon to start with. As opposed to, uh, you know, actually playing the match because only one person on a team could be that Pokemon. So you have to constantly click over, like, can I get it? Can I get it? And maybe it's maybe it's something I'm missing, but but despite what my favorite, what's listed as my favorite Pokemon is, it's not the one that starts when I get into the lobby. And it's frustrating to like lose out to somebody else. And it's like, oh, now I got to play as a second or my third. Pokemon, because I do have a couple I play as, but I'm never enjoying it as much as my main Pokemon. Uh, so that is something that that's kind of irks. I don't know if there's a the fix to that, and I'm just missing something. But every time I try to look it up, it's like, oh, here's what you which Pokemon you should pick as your starter. I'm like, I don't want that. Right. <laughs> that's not what that, I'm trying to look for. That is kind of weird because like 
it's not like a game that you can only have one of. Like, you can have multiple Pikachu. There's thousands, millions of whatever Pikachu that technically exist in this world. Why could you only have one per game? Because they want to try to keep it balanced. Sure. Um, but I mean, I think a team of like five defenders, like five slow kings or something like that, or five Snorlaxes would be a, a, a terrible to go against because <laughs> they're really hard to take down and uh, really annoying with their walls. So I do think it's for game balance is why they're doing it. <laughs> That's saying sense. you can still have all attackers and you can still have all defenders. Uh, and they do tell you when you build a team like, oh, for better team synergy, put an all-rounder. Oh, put a melee, whatever. So they do try to help you, but there's nothing stopping you from doing five attackers. Uh, that, that, again, goes with team synergy. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Greg, how's your uh, experience with Pokemon Unite been so far? Non-existent. Just been downloaded on my Switch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I actually didn't fire it up. I was meaning to, but I didn't. Um, I did watch like, a video by Beat 'em Ups and how he was kind of complaining. It was like pay to win, and that kind of turns me away from it. I mean, I haven't really played any MOBAs, but they also don't sound like the kind of game for me because I really um slashed down Fortnite on the year that came out on switch so you'll remember uh Hassan probably hates me for that but <laughs> um <laughs> they're two totally different games though very very different I understand but um yeah from what i know of the game it definitely doesn't seem right that there's only so many pokemon and then you can't even you always have to have like one of each on the team and then you're trying to buy all these like skills and stuff just to make them even oh no you don't better. buy skills the way it works is as you, you, everyone starts at level one. So as you're killing wild Pokemon and you're gaining experience and killing other players, when you hit certain levels, your skills evolve and you can choose one of two combinations of skills to upgrade your skills to. You're not actually purchasing that. It's just, it's like an upgrade trait. Yeah, he was, that's how he kind of outlined it. So you get these upgrade traits and then he said it would take over a year to get them to level 30 or you can put down a credit card and pay a hundred dollars and then you can get it to level 30 in seconds. So that that's that, the items you can equip. Yeah. That's okay. not which, skills, which does help for sure. Oh yeah. But it's not sure. The, but it's not the same as like leveling up. Yeah. You're not, uh, you're not that no that is, that is something though. The items, if you pay to level up, you will have a distinct advantage in the beginning, for sure. You will you will kill more, you will have that advantage, and you will get early victories. That being said, everyone else will slowly catch up to you, and if you're relying on those items instead of your skill, you will lose. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's like the same with pretty much any these kind of like free-to-play type games. There's always the people that can drop hundreds of dollars and be really and pay the for the good things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be an ace at the game. I mean, I see that in Fire Emblem Heroes where people buy these characters and will have a plus 10 of the strongest character at the time, and then they can't win <laughs> like playing other people's maps. So just because you have the paid resources doesn't necessarily mean that you're a god at the game. So <laughs> I imagine that would apply in this situation as well, but it's kind of disheartening to see that it would take whatever a year just to level up your items or whatever to be the maximum level it sounds like it's not distributed very evenly yeah 
my guess is though, like I've I've not really gotten into to ranked as much, but you're matched up against players that are similar rank as you, so yes. it doesn't really matter in in the long run because you're gonna you're always gonna be playing people that are similar to you. So even if you do pay a lot of money or you don't pay a lot of money, you're still gonna be playing people that are that are in a similar place as you. So like for me, like that that doesn't bother me, I guess, like because I'm always gonna be playing against people that are in a similar you know, place. Um, the things that, that like bugged me, I guess about the game, because I'm actually, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I like it. Uh, they're little things that are like in the menu system, like there are so many places to, to claim things like you win it in the, in the main menu. And then there's like daily challenges and there's other challenges and there's, it's all behind a different menu. So you have to go, like, if you earn something, you have to figure out where, which menu it's in and you have to go and like pick it. Like it's, it's kind of annoying, um, just to like claim everything. And it probably doesn't happen like all the time, like as you go and you'll probably have less things that you're claiming and everything. But in the beginning there was like, five different places that I had to check to claim all my, my prizes or whatever. And that was kind of annoying. I'm like, okay, just put this all in the same thing or highlight where I need to go and just call it a day. Well, they um, do highlight yeah. it. There's a little red dot. However, I did notice there's one that doesn't show on the main screen, which is if you, if you're on the main screen, you push L to bring up your profile. If you're like doing well, like in terms of not quitting matches and stuff and you have a good, uh, reputation points you get 20 gold a day and that will highlight but only after you push l so if you haven't been pushing l you've been missing 20 gold a day as yeah. a bonus yeah but uh but overall it's 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 actually really fun um it's easier to pick up like uh than league of legends like league of legends was one of those games i tried to pick up one time and i realized that there was i was so far behind the general player base in terms of my skill and what I had to learn about the game. And there was different strategies and all these different things that was like too far beyond what I was willing to put in the time and effort to catch up to where I needed to be, at least at where I felt I needed to be. But, uh, so this is kind of a, an easier game to pick up and play. I feel like, uh, in comparison to at least, uh, league of legends. Um, and so, yeah, if you've, if you've been, if you've been willing to like, are wanting to get into a game like that for a while, Pokemon Unite might be your your entry into it because it's a it's an easier barrier of, of entry for for that for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, there's still some things that I'm learning. And like you said, Barry, like team your team makes a huge difference. Uh, the other day I was playing, I did really well in my first match. I was like, I got VIP or uh, whatever the very first MVP. Uh, MVP. Um, the very first uh, game I played and I had a couple other games. It was great. And then all of a sudden I got put with a bunch of teammates that I guess didn't play or something because we got smashed like awfully. I was like, what happened? Did you guys just quit or what? <laughs> and they just, yeah, we got horribly beaten. Um, and then I've had some other games where it seems like the other team just quit out of the blue or I don't know. So, you know, it's a, it's a five on five kind of game. So you never know who you're going to actually get team teamed up with. Um, haven't had a chance to play with friends or anything like that. So I don't know what that kind of experience is like yet. Um, but like you said, Barry, I think this could be a game that if, if you're playing with like four other friends and you're all on um, TeamSpeak or something and, and able to like actually chat with everybody and develop a strategy together, that could be really, really fun. There is also 3v3 and 4v4 in the quick matches, which are different arenas. 
So if you haven't, you have to be, I think, level nine to unlock quick battles. And uh, yeah, those those change it up completely. So it's it's a whole different game. So that's also included as a little, you know, bonus. And there's a daily mission to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you're, you're talking about the team composition and, and being with people who aren't that good versus that being, you know, really good. There is a negative when people disconnect. Um, that you can tell somebody who doesn't just doesn't isn't there. They won't load up, and they'll sit at base for a while before they eventually get paired with somebody. Uh, I've had times where I saw that and I'm like, oh, now it's a five v four. We're gonna lose, and I was right. We got our ass handed to us. And other times where I was like, five v four. We're gonna we're all gonna lose, and we wound up you know wiping the floor with them. So I guess it really also depends on who you're paired up with. But it does suck that people can disconnect, and you can't back out of a match. So even if it's like, oh, I got to get away, you do get docked points and you get an email like, oh, you know, because uh, I tried that. I, I joined a match and I had two people quit on me. And I'm like, this is this is not fair. Right, let me try to surrender. And they, they didn't want to surrender. I'm like, we were getting our asses handed to us. I'm like, this is, I'm done. <laughs> you know, and I came back and then we got an email. It's like, oh, you know, within the game. It's like, oh, yeah, you lost two points, which I gained back the next day, like, because you left a match early and. I'm like, well, yeah, because that that was it was a loss. Like it <laughs> yeah. was five v three. I'm like, what are we gonna do? We're we're at a complete disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of sucked. But uh, it is it is interesting because every character is not only is every character different. Like a Pikachu versus a Pikachu, they could be playing very different styles, but they could also level them up differently. They could choose different moves, which changes the way the gameplay is done for that character, which I like. So everyone could have their own style that they play. And you mentioned League of Legends getting into like if, if someone wanted to get into League of Legends, those are characters. They have no attachment to those characters. They're just this one looks cool, I guess. But most people have a connection to some of these Pokemon, if not all of them, that are available. So you inherently going in, I know the character I'm going to play as, and I think that allows more people to get involved. To feel more like, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I want to play this. And as for the Pokemon, you start off with one they give you. Then there's they give you several for just the start, you know, the start of the game, for logging in every day, for doing certain challenges. They're pretty generous on the amount of Pokemon they do give you, for, you know, start off. And then you could, of course, purchase new ones. But they also do a rental system where certain Pokemon are on trial. So you may not own, let's say, Charizard. But Charizard's on trial that day, so you can still play as Charizard even though you don't own him. And that's cool because it lets you try out certain characters. And if you find one you really like, like, wow, I played several matches as this, as Gengar, and I really liked Gengar. And then you may want to go to the shop and permanently purchase him. Or purchase him. And that can be done with in-game currency, uh, which is great, as well as paid currency, of course. So I like the fact that they give you those trials to not only let you try things, but it also expands everybody's roster of Pokemon, so you have less chances of, or less likely to get people trying to fight for the same Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, from, from I mean, it's free. So <laughs> clearly there's there's no, uh, <laughs> nothing on the line at all except for your time. Uh, so it's hard to, to give a recommendation. Would you download this game? Well, why, what's stopping you? It's free. It's a free game. Um, but uh, the best we can, I guess, you know, if it, if it did cost, I don't know what kind of qualifiers we got to put around this, but, I guess 
can we actually recommend this? Is it is it worth your time? Because it's not going to be worth your money. Because they're you can totally play. You can get involved for nothing and and have a good experience and not pay a single penny. Um, it's coming out to to mobile devices eventually. I don't think we have a a date yet. It's just I think soon. Um, so like very soon you'll be able to play across platform as well. And your I think your your save data and everything, I think will actually transfer from system to system. I think there's something like that as well. So there's a lot of good stuff about this. It's not perfect as we talked about, but, but Barry, would you, would you recommend Pokemon unite from, I mean, it's like I said, it's a free game. So why not? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think it's a fun game. I think it's a fun experience. I think you should try it for yourself and make the decision. Is this something you want to play? The nice thing is if you just want to do the daily stuff, which is really what I'm doing, uh, it's like four matches a day. Um, each match is maximum 10 minutes. Quick matches are five minutes. Uh, so you're looking at 35 minutes or so, say 40 minutes with matchmaking and all that uh, and loading and stuff, a day to do four matches. Uh, that's cool. I think that's a, a small time investment if it's something you're enjoying. If you find yourself not enjoying it, you'll know within the first few matches. But I will say, don't just do one match because you could get paired with terrible people and be like, oh, this I got my ass kicked, I'm done. Uh, don't, do a couple matches because if you're paired with better people, people that maybe go with your play style, it is a whole different game than going with people who you know, don't know what they're doing or they're not team players and they just roll over, they disconnect or whatever. Um, definitely give it a give it a good college try and there's a lot of incentives for them to do it there's a lot of stuff they give away um there's other mechanics too like we didn't talk about even the items use different items you could equip um to use and that changes up how you're going to play as well so there's a lot of avenues in, in this game already and they're they're adding more content uh the game is very much healthy uh we'll see where it is in a month or two how many active players but right now is the best time to try it because everyone's going in on the same level. It's not like, oh, this game's been out for five years. Uh, I'm going to be playing and I'll be like, all the people look at me like, oh, you're just a newbie. Uh, you don't have to worry about that, even though it does pair you with like-minded and, and like-skilled players. It's it's definitely worth giving it a shot. And you'll know after if you have to say, say an hour's worth of playtime, if you're not having fun, you wasted an hour of your time. And if you are having fun, you're doing it for free. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I, I, you saw on the screen just a second ago, that's a little portion of the opening play cinematic. I was impressed just by the cinematics alone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is not just your regular free-to-play game. They're actually putting some solid effort into this. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a game that everybody should at least try out um, and see if you enjoy it. If you've been wanting to, like I said earlier, try out some MOBAs and you're like, I don't know if I'll enjoy it or not. Um, this is a perfect one to to check out. And, and you can get as deep into it as you want, or you can play as super casual if you want. The both options are there or anything in between. Uh, Greg, any final thoughts before we wrap up about uh, Pokemon Unite? Well, yeah, I'll have to see how my first experience relates back to this. Hopefully next podcast. I mean, I do have it downloaded to try it out. And I had meant to try it out before today. It just got carried away um, playing Bravely Default 2. So... Looking forward to doing it. I don't know how well of a team player I'll be. I don't usually play online games for the most part. So if you do get randomly matched with me, I apologize. I won't be doing the things you'll want me to do because I don't play these games. Nice. Maybe we'll have to do a three-on-three -three match sometime. Dust. 
There's a lot of practice too, and a lot of tutorials, and that's one of the things I recommend when starting this. They put you through a tutorial, but then there's like five other tutorials. Go through all the tutorials. Um, it'll just help you better yeah. acquaint yourself. And it doesn't take very long, and you get no. prizes and things, more things to claim uh, when you go through them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they reward yeah, you for doing all the tutorials. Yeah, I'm definitely not one to just dive in d d d deep and just like, all right, let's start up the rank battles and not have any experience whatsoever. Yeah. I always try to complete tutorials in just about any game that I start because yeah. I kind of need to know how to play the game and what's the goals and how to yeah. try to do it. Yeah, I do. I do think that's that's good for new players. Like there is a little bit of handholding in the beginning, but it's a necessary amount of handholding because if you're unfamiliar with that kind of style of game, you need that those tutorials to kind of teach you the basics of what's going on. Um, but they don't do it too long. It's there to keep going, but they they eventually let you go. Um, so I mean, you can probably be through the basic tutorials in like a half an hour and hit. Yeah hitting you know your first match um within half an hour 45 minutes or maybe less if you do quick they also have practice matches where not only can you practice you know different styles of matches but you could practice with any of the pokemon um so if there's a pokemon you're like oh maybe i should buy let me see how they are you can go ahead and practice against cpu and and you know see how you like it before you jump into player so they do have a lot of uh, options for you to get into it yeah absolutely well, that's Pokemon Unite. If uh, you guys have played it, uh, let us know what you think in the comments down below. Or uh, if you're joining us live in the, the chat room for our podcast, uh, be sure to let us know what you think of Pokemon Unite uh, there as well. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of, of course, update you guys, I think, on uh, as the podcast goes. Um, oops. Um, <laughs> sorry, wrong button. Um, as the podcast goes to, uh, to let you know more of uh, what is... Um, you know, our experience uh, as we as we move forward with uh, Pokemon Unite, um, I think at least at least Barry and I are going to probably going to maybe try to get some daily matches in and, yeah. and see if we go. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go, you know, try to go pro on Pokemon Unite or anything, but uh, <laughs> but I'll I'll definitely get some more in. It's a it's a fun competition. Yeah, for sure. I've been having fun in ranked, actually. Cool. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's turn our attention to some news, and uh, we talked about one East Asia Soft uh, game already uh, today with uh, Mina and Michi, and uh, they had a little event today uh, to uh, show off some upcoming games. So, Barry, you want to let us know what uh, what they showed off today, and we'll kind of get into a little yeah. discussion around East Asia Soft's event. Sure. So, East Asia Soft had an end of summer showcase this morning. It aired at 11 a.m. Eastern, and it is a uh, about 10 minutes uh, or eight minutes or so. Not not very long. Uh, they just came out swinging. Here's what we have coming out uh, for for different consoles, and uh, starting with tomorrow, uh, August 4th, we have Enter Digiton: Heart of Corruption that is coming to the Switch, uh, as well as other platforms. We have Crimson Spires, which is coming August 11th, also for the Switch. Uh, Rogue Explorer, August 18th. Uh, all these are for the Switch, by the way, which is great, as well as the platforms. Uh, Pretty Girls Panic, August 26th. Uh, Ravia, or, uh, yeah, Rava and the Cyclops Curse, which is September 1st. Glow on September 9th. Poker Pretty Girls Battle, Texas Hold'em on September 16th. And Crisis Wing on September 22nd. Those are all on the Switch, as well as other platforms. They did also briefly talk about some other games, uh, which is Zero Strain, 
Poker uh, Poker Pretty Girls Battle, Fantasy World, uh, Bichot Battle, Cyber Panic, and Delicious Pretty Girls Majan Sawater. Those are all coming to the PS5. I believe they're all also already on the Switch, but I could be mistaken. And then they talked about Zuan, your, uh, Zuan Yan Sword 7 and Omen of Sorrow, which are coming to Xbox One. And... Uh, Zwanyan Sword 7, also PS4. That's actually one that excites me uh, simply because it was only released in Asian territories. It's a Chinese RPG. Uh, and that's interesting because that's not only coming to the you know West here, but it's also getting a retail release here, which is really cool because I like to see you know games rooted in other mythologies and other cultures coming out in you know in the Americas, which is awesome. But yeah, East Asia Soft came out swinging with with eight Switch releases, as well as some other announced titles, all very soon, between August and the end of September. Uh, as of now, I believe they're all digital, but there's a good chance between Video Games New York and uh, East Asia Soft themselves, uh, with PlayAsia, to have them also physical. So uh, what did you guys think of these titles? Uh, yeah, I think... Um... You know, it's cool to to see a lot of different styles of games and and different uh, genres of games and things. Um, the ones that that stood out to me uh, from what was shown off, at least for the Switch games, um, Rogue Explorer seemed pretty cool. Um, it it nothing really like stood out to me, but I was like, oh, you know, that, that could be a game that I could get behind. Um, and uh, Glow. I think was was kind of cool. It just uh, had this different kind of you know uh, feel to it. Um, but I think the the biggest thing was like I don't know too many of them that none of the games like really overwhelmed me. Like oh my gosh, that looks amazing! I've got to check that out because I've never played anything like that before. I've never seen anything like that before. Um, they all looked like solid games. But and, and probably games that I would enjoy, but I wasn't I wasn't floored by any of them, and and that's okay. But that was just my general thoughts about um, what I what I seen. Um, but uh, of the two, I think uh, Rogue Explorer, or of all of them, Rogue Explorer and and Glow are the two games that I could be tempted to to check out because um, I think of the the natural nature of it um, with uh, just you know what I what I saw of the game, um, and uh, yeah, excited to. To see those, like you said, pretty soon. So, Greg, what do you yeah. th- would you uh, would you think of those? Yeah, there's a number of them that do look really interesting. Um, I do apologize, I didn't watch the show, but I have been going through the screenshots and videos while we've been discussing everything. So, um, Enter the Digiton kind of sounds a lot of fun. It's like a Metroidvania type game, and I do like those that genre of games. Um, I also thought Rogue Explorer looked pretty interesting so that's like another like platform action like game that looks a lot of fun as well um and then finally i think the last one was the ranva and the cyclops cyclops curse because that's like another like platform action game so those are pretty much my style of games that i would be most interested in, in of the ones listed on the sheet um like you said they all do look very incredible games but Pretty much some of those aren't really my style. Like there's like the visual novel ones. I haven't really got into those types, even though they're not technically long games or anything by that means, but just not something I'm terribly interested in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I forgot about uh, Crisis Wing. Um, it's like being shown on the screen right now. I'm, I forgot that uh, that's the that's shmup. So like, those always suck me in. So there's a, there's a chance I might check that one out too. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Crisis Wing looks really cool. Um, the Rava and the Cyclops Curse looks awesome. Uh, the uh, Crimson Spires visual novel looks like it could very well be interesting. And uh, the uh, Rogue Explorer, uh, that, that seems like it could be really cool. Um, I just want to see a little bit more on it. Uh, I do glow. Glow is one that I was, when I was watching, I was like, this is such a cool concept. I would absolutely hate playing this game. <laughs> like I could see myself just getting so frustrated and that's fine because that's the idea behind it. But it's like, you know, I'm sure there's going to be people that will love that game. I hope you play it. I hope you really enjoy it. Uh, uh it's yeah. just not one for me. I totally get sure. you. I, I, I could see some frustration level, like potentially being there as well. Yeah. For sure. But I think that's that's the, the I love those types of games because if it's a healthy level of frustration, then it'd be good. But if it puts me over, then I will never touch it again. <laughs> it could be yeah. it could go both ways. <laughs> there, there's a lot of really cool things that they're doing. And I love that they are, you know, they're so dedicated East Asia Soft to bringing these titles to the West. A lot of these are very Japanese centric titles or Asian centric titles. And uh, we probably wouldn't have a lot of them over here if it wasn't for East Asia Soft. So I give mad props to them. They're a great group of people. And I mean, they helped us with the, the code earlier for Mina and Michi. And they're, they're just really, really dedicated for what they do and just thankful that they're, they're putting on little shows like this. I mean, that's eight games in two months they're, they're bringing out. Uh, or at least they're publishing. Like that's really cool. That's really healthy. I mean, that's that's awesome. And yeah. a lot of them are retro style games. Yeah, it's definitely like a mini Nintendo here because it's like, oh, look, we have a little min- Nintendo Direct, and look at all these like ten games going to be out on Switch all in the next month or two. And it's like, holy cow! Like, <laughs> can't really ask for much from like other indie developers <laughs> having so many games to release. That's true. That's true. Well, let's move on to our next uh, big news story. And uh, yeah, you've uh, those of you that are listening to the podcast have probably already heard about uh, the recent news over Activision Blizzard uh, over the last uh, couple weeks. I feel like um, has it been over a week? I feel like it was almost like right after the last podcast is uh, when things kind of yeah. started hitting the fan. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people have been reporting on it. Um, pull up the, the wall street journal, uh, has a, an article that I'm just going to put on the screen right now. Um, Activision's blizzards executives, uh, just exited. Um, so if, if you're unfamiliar with what is going on, a, a brief explanation is that there, uh, a lot of gender bias lawsuit. There's actually two of them, I think right now, uh, they're up to two lawsuits that are being, uh, they're going through that right now. Um, there's also been a lot of harassment and uh, discrimination, uh, retaliation from all that stuff. Um, lots of reports about sexual harassment specifically going on within the company and uh, kind of several other things. But that's kind of the, a brief overview. Um, anything I'm forgetting that you guys uh, have heard that, that's been going on that I that I kind of just glossed over? Any, anything that we should also mention so that people know what's going on? I mean, that was kind of general. It was very um, general, with, yeah. With that, very general. I mean, there's, there's a lot of this is like deep-seated too, which is the worst part. And a lot of things that were were done like innocently. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if you saw the whole picture with the hotel room 
mm-hmm. uh, with the execs where it was the Bill Cosby room and they were just uh, like it looked like an, an almost innocent picture like okay whatever now has way different darker meaning after all this stuff came out and it's like oh 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 that that's bad <laughs> that's bad yeah 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 and so like yeah anything Greg <laughs> Yeah, it's just completely despicable that the stuff was going on behind the scenes. And it's also kind of alarming that it took this long to come to light, considering a number of these things was like back in like 2013 or something somewhere around there. And like that's <laughs> kind of unheard of in most other industries to like for it to be kind of swept under the rug for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, honestly, I mean, just a little transparency. Um, <laughs> Barry and I had this conversation, like, should we talk about this on the podcast? Because, like, really, what is there to say except for this sucks and we hate that it happened and, like, it shouldn't. And we're sorry to hear it did. Like, what else do you say uh, about this sort of a situation? Um, it, it seems to be good that they're they're taking appropriate action now. Um, but like you said, Greg, like why did it take this long for them to finally realize what was going on and, and start to take appropriate action? Um, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people like that are in situations like that, they, they feel like they can't report like they need to, they feel like they can't bring stuff to the light that they need to. And so maybe the work environment wasn't, uh, allowing them to, to be open and honest, like they need to be in those situations. Um, yeah, Barry, what do you, what do you think about this situation beyond? Yeah. Just the, like, this shouldn't be happening, but what, what could we take from that as, as the video game fans, I guess? Um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, I also saw <laughs> Blizzard's president just stepped down, uh, replaced by co-leaders, Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara. So, I feel for those two people because they're literally inheriting a shit show. Um, and you could tell that when the president starts stepping down and all that, like this is deep seated. This is not one or two bad employees. This is the entire work culture. And the fact that this is the work culture is, it's really a more telling story. There are people out there that honestly, if you ask them, uh, is there you know, uh, you know, equality between the genders in the workforce. There are people out there that will say, yes, yes, absolutely. There's equality. And when you try and tell them that it's not that, that this is a deep seated, especially an American problem. Um, but other cultures too, but definitely here in America that, you know, one person who's a male, one person who's female with the exact same qualifications, the male is going to be paid more than the female. And these a lot of people will be like, no, that doesn't happen. No, no. And then clearly the male is more qualified. That's their excuse. They don't want to look at this problem. And this comes to light as this is this is it. This is on a silver platter. This is what you're getting. The women are unable to advance to certain positions simply because they're women. They are they are sexually harassed on a daily basis. They're catcalled. They are you know, just, it's just terrible. It is absolutely terrible. And I am, I'm sorry from, from a male, I'm sorry that this happened. Uh, some, some of our fellow men are despicable. Uh, what I also fear or feel for on a lesser level, because the, definitely the women in the culture in, in this environment, 
um, I feel for the most. But I also feel for the innocents because this isn't everybody. There are, I'm, I'm, I assume, and I shouldn't assume, but I'm assuming that there are some innocent bystanders at work. Maybe there's sound designers or coders, like smaller people that had nothing to do with this, or maybe they witnessed this and they were, like you said, uh, you know, Steve, afraid to speak up. Um, because it is, it is daunting to speak up and it is daunting to say things. And it takes a lot of people to make any video game. So mm-hmm. unless it's, you know, an India one person team or two people team, um, you're looking at a credits and it just goes on and on and on. And I, I have to try and believe in my head for the sake of faith in this humanity that we have, that not every male on that list was one of these terrible people. I have to believe there's some good ones out there. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people boycott on boycotting Activision games on boycotting Blizzard games. There are a lot of people who are just going to be innocently, you know, guilty by association. Right. And I fear for them because they're probably like, oh, my God, Activision hired me and now I'm working and this is my, my dream job. And then this shit comes to, to fruition. And maybe they didn't know about it or maybe they were one of the whistleblowers. Now they're dealing with the fallout. And it's like, you know, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope that this is a learning example. Like, let's use this as an example. Let's make this as an example of what not to do. Let's let every game studio, and not every game studio, let's let every company look at this and question, are we doing something similar? And if the answer is yes, let's change it ASAP. And if the answer is no, good on you, but let's make sure that you are not. Because mm-hmm. nobody should be harassed at the workplace. Nobody should be De, you know, denied advancement because of their gender. It mm-hmm. shouldn't happen. Let advancement be about skill, not about what's between your legs. Period. That is so stupid and arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And to happen in 2021, I want to say that surprises me. I really want to say that surprises me. It sadly does not. Because unfortunately, humans as a general species, not as an individual, are terrible. <laughs> and we still have a long way to go uh, in just terms of equal rights, let alone anything else. Yeah. 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 And it's really unfortunate, like you said, for, for some of those people that were innocent, maybe didn't know about it at all, that it was happening. They were just mind their own business, coding their game or whatever they need to, and just going on with their life. Um, and now they're put in a, a difficult position. Like, do you continue to support this company that like allowed this to happen? Maybe it is their dream job. They've been waiting for it all their life. Finally happened. Like, it's just, it's awful all around. Um, I, okay. So, so here's an interesting thing. So if anybody has ever listened to our podcast and, and for whatever reason considers us biased in any way, um, number one, I can, I would urge you to listen closely because we very regularly will bring up things that we don't like about Nintendo um, and other companies as well. But here's something that, that, that popped in my head as we were discussing what to put in the podcast. And after Barry and I already had this discussion of like, should we discuss this and are not? Um, we have an event that we just talked about, right? East Asia Soft event. And as you look through that list of games that they just announced, there are several games in that that, in my opinion, objectify women. What do we do about that? Because like clearly we have games that we're putting out there that are that are kind of promoting this kind of behavior. And yet 
we're upset about a company that does this in real life, but we're doing it in video games. What, 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 what do we do about that? I guess. So Greg, any thoughts about this, this kind of, <laughs> I know we just threw this at you, but what do you think? <laughs> yeah, this is obviously it's very unfortunate. And I, I mean, everyone always says like um, that kind of material sells and that's very unfortunate that it has to be that way. And we really need to like start analyzing this more and not like be supporting these kind of practices. So I'm kind of on board with trying not to support Activision stuff for the time being, just because it's very awful to hear all those people that are going through that. I mean, definitely do not be go like fire starting and definitely picking on people that weren't involved in it. That's you're not, they're not guilty by association. You have to really hit the people that are actually responsible for these despicable things that they're doing. But um, in terms of like other games coming out, like you, I mean, you really need to be not supporting that kind of stuff as it just continues to make the problem worse. And my eyes obviously is, I know that Steve would agree with that. So um yeah, I think just as a culture, we just need to get everything more under control and really be more uh, transparent about like what kind of stuff that we're releasing for public uh, consumption and what stuff is okay and what stuff's not okay because it feels like we're just digging a deeper hole each year that goes by. It's just we think that we are taking a step forward, but it's, it seems like it's a larger step back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Barry, what are you thinking? <laughs> so that first off that was good that was good i like i like being thrown in the spot like that um the first thing that jumped to my mind when you said that was grand theft auto mm. and mortal Kombat and night trap and when you look at video games as a medium killing people objectifying women stealing cars ripping people's hearts out None of those are things I condone. None of those things are things that you should do. And I think we as a society need to learn and to separate fiction from reality. Um, the same argument could be said that violent video games breeds violence. And we know that's not true. We do know that there is, of course, an outlier where somebody will play I'll bring it up because it's Activision, Call of Duty. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to go do that. And unfortunately, they do. That's one in millions. So there's always going to be that outlier. So is there somebody out there that's going to play the Texas Hold'em to see a cartoon naked lady um, or, or, or at least a scantily clad lady because they don't, it doesn't appear they get naked and use that as a way to objectify women I want to say no. I don't want to speak in absolutes. I'm sure there's going to be that one outlier. However, I do not think that we should totally censor our forms of media because I think this stuff needs to come to fruition. I think it's healthier to come to fruition in fake media, in games, in movies, in TV versus reality. And if you can't differentiate between fake and real, that is a real problem. And you probably need to see somebody about that because society, if you, I mean, you look at music, for example, uh, there are music videos and there are genres of music that 
that pretty much promote scantily clad women. They they promote it as this is you've made it when you have scantily clad women around you and money and cars and all that stuff. That's been going on for years. I mean, the racial and the and the the gender inequality has been going on for decades, you know, might way longer. But still, we as a culture should be able to move past that. So do I think the scantily clad women's in a poker game is, is objectifying women? Yes. <laughs> do I think it's there to try and sell? Yes, especially since it's Japanese, and that's part of Japanese culture. They're very sexual culture. Do I think it's going out there and saying, if you're playing this, you should look to see women naked and make them below you? No, I don't think that's the idea. I think that it's just a, a fun and honestly innocent poker game mm. that just features women because it sells. Uh, sure, you can say, I would rather play a Texas Hold'em game without that. Absolutely. There's, there's ones out there. Um, but once you start censoring, well, that's a big thing. Like Sony's been censoring games more than Nintendo has actually. When you start censoring stuff, you have to question, that's another slope. How far do you go? And it makes me kind of think of, I'm sure you've read it, the book, The Giver, where you have, if you haven't read it, say so, but you have a utopian society and it's utopian because there is no color. Everybody does what they're told. Everybody is just plain and it's utopian because it's peace or peaceful, but the individual's gone. You lose who you are. You lose what makes you. You lose the ability to think for yourself. And that's the key. You have to be able to think for yourself to differentiate what's real and what's not, to be able to objectively look at a terrible situation like this and see the wrongs, learn from the wrongs, do the polar opposite and make sure it never happens again. If you can't do that, that is a problem, period. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're in damage control. Activision's in damage control. They're going to be, you know, firing people and people stepping down and blah, blah, blah. Well, they're still getting severance packages. Don't worry about it. I'm sure they're all covered. They've already made millions off of your dollar. <laughs> um, it's all damage control and it's all publicity. And if they come out and say, oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> You've had chances to change this. You're not sorry. You're sorry you got caught. You're not sorry that you did it. And people don't change overnight. I'm sorry. You, you don't change overnight. No one changes overnight. You can begin to work towards a better, being a better person. You don't instantly flip a switch and boom, I'm suddenly someone different. So do I think we should still sell games that maybe objectify women or men? There are plenty of, of games that objectify men too. Um, I say they're harmless. I honestly say they're harmless because you should be able to differentiate. And if we stop selling those, then we should also stop selling Grand Theft Auto and Mortal Kombat and anything violent because violence is just as bad, mm -hmm. you know. But if but then then what's the where do we stop? Where do we stop? <laughs> cars kill people. Let's ban all racing games because people have lost family members due to cars, you know. That like where does it go? Oh my my you know 
my son was killed by a man. Let's eliminate men from all video games. Oh, my, well, my daughter was killed by a woman. Let's eliminate all women. Like, it, it doesn't end. This is a terrible situation, but we can't let it stem and bleed into other forms of entertainment and stop what's being said, the expression, the freedom expression. We need to instead put that energy into educating the youth, educating the future generations on why fantasy and fiction are one thing and reality is another and why situations like this are terrible and how, most importantly, how you can prevent it from happening, which is you see something, you say something, don't be scared because this needs to come to life. You need a whistleblower. And the more whistleblowers that happen, the more times this happens, we'll, we'll root out the problem. People will learn to not stand for this type of abuse mm-hmm. and, and, and mistreatment. And unfortunately, in our society, we need money. You know, we, our, our society is capitalistic. You need money to run. So a lot of these women probably were doing it just to pay the bills. Like they had no choice. This was this may have been their dream job. They may have joined Activision and said, oh, my – or Blizzard. Oh, my God, I'm going to work on the next Diablo. I'm going to work on the next StarCraft. And then had this happen. And they were threatened so they couldn't say anything. And now their dream job turned into a nightmare. And that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't happen. So most importantly, it should be a teaching and teachable yeah. moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's uh, it's interesting too about uh, the teaching moment stuff. And and I agree with you. Like if you're in any sort of that situation, please, uh, our encouragement, our, our ask of you is don't hold. I know it's your dream job, but do what you need to do to get out of that situation or to protect the people you're, if you hear it's happening, um, protect the people around you. Uh, I know it's got to be a hard, deci- hard decision at that point. Like maybe it's your dream job and you may feel like you lose it or whatever, but, but look out for yourself and the people around you. It is more important. I, that's our opinion. I know it's our opinion. Other people could disagree, but, but your well-being and other people's well-being is more important than your dream job. That's, that's a harsh statement. I know, but, but we would encourage you to, to do that if you ever find yourself in a position like that. This goes way beyond video games, of course. Um, but this is, this is real life uh, for sure. Greg, did you have any further thoughts? Yeah, I was, that was pretty much a good summary. It was like it got to be for the greater good, and we're all in this together. It's not just one person. So it's, you got to do what's best for everyone and make sure to bring these kind of situations to light if you're going through this at whatever company, whatever job you're at. So all this kind of stuff just needs to stop universally, universally. And by stepping forward is first way to get started. And there'll always be the green light on the other side once you're out of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, please reach out if you do need help and that in that regard. Absolutely. Well, yeah, our hearts, our thoughts, all that stuff goes out to uh, all the people going through some really difficult times. Um, glad some people are getting the help they need now. And uh, glad decisions are being made. Um, rough, hard, dis- difficult decisions. Um, sounds like some decisions that need to be made um, there. And uh, we hope that, you know, that uh, the other people that are just caught in the middle, um, you know, that, that they're going to be taken care of and everything. But, uh, but yeah, it's such a such a hairy thing. Um, and if we can all do our part of just making sure that none of this happens again. Um, that's, that's the best thing that I think we can all take about it. Like you said, Barry, let's learn from this situation and make sure something like this doesn't happen again. Let's, let's be better. 
as, as a culture and, uh, and, and do better moving forward, look out for each other. So, well, let's, uh, let's turn the page from that somber note <laughs> into some <laughs> other news that's coming up. So we got some quick headlines that we're going to be running through, uh, real quick before we move on with the, uh, the rest, kind of the, the, the latter portion of our podcast. So, uh, Greg, how about you kick us off? with uh, some Animal Crossing news uh, that will um, kind of kick off our headlines tonight. All right, will do. Um, I did allude to this when we started the podcast and I was um, talking about the Animal Crossing update, but pretty much that update is already now live. So throughout the month of August on Sundays, you'll be able to look at the fireworks show after 7 p.m. on your local time. Um, they also added a number of new seasonal items. There's also like some other um, upcoming events for... Um, Oban and Moon Viewing Day and Chesyak. I probably butchered all of those, but um, there, it's nice that there's some new features and some new things to purchase throughout the next few months here in Animal Crossing. Yes, and we alluded to it last time that EA uh, was going to have their EA play live months after, or at least a month after E3. Uh, instead of showing up, and they did. They actually did have it just a few days after our last podcast, where they had a couple games announced, including some stuff that will be on the Switch. Uh, first one was Lost in Random, a really cool 3D adventure uh, game uh, that is scheduled to release September 10th. It is coming to all platforms, including the Switch, which is great. It's one of the EA originals. On top of that, Knockout City is going to get a season two. The trailer was shown off. And as new season begins, oh, it began on July 27th. So the second season's already started. So if you are uh, playing Knockout City, it's called Fight at the Movies. Um, so cool new content. And finally, speaking of new content, the new season for Apex Legends was teased. The full gameplay reveal showed a brand new character. Uh, and that actually started uh, July 27th was the... It was the gameplay reveal, and on August 3rd, as in today, is when the content rolls out. So if you're an Apex Legends fan, uh, you're probably playing already. Nice, nice. Well, back on uh, back in March, we had a several games that uh, you know, featured Mario that died, and we uh, joked around that Mario died. Well, apparently, uh, Dr. Mario is also going to be dying uh, very soon, at least Dr. Mario World. Uh, ending this October, October 31st, you will no longer be able to play Dr. Mario World on your mobile devices. Um, is this the writing on the wall that uh, Nintendo's mobile... Uh, scene is going to go away. I don't know. A lot of people are speculating that, but uh, at least Dr. Mario World is going to be ending services as of October 31st, 2021. Another update, but this time for um, Pokemon Snap. There'll be some free DLC arriving on August 3rd, actually today. So this DLC brings in three new areas, 20 additional Pokemon. And you'll be able to explore the Barren Badlands, uh, Rapid River Valley, where you are shrunken down to see the insect Pokemon within the area. And each of these areas will have a day and night version to find them. So there's are some stipulations where you have to meet certain requirements before you can play it, but it's, you can download it today and hopefully get there and experience that for yourself. And another thing we talked about last podcast, but we just want to re-bring it up here. Uh, on August 6th, that is actually this Friday, Access Games will be showing off their all-access virtual showcase. Um, there will be new titles announced. 
during this live stream. But in addition to that, there will be some games that we already know what will be shown off. Uh, and the cool thing is, these are all for the Switch. You got Rico London, you got Blazing Strike, Undernauts, Pups and Purrs, Animal Hospital, Olympia Story, uh, Deroku, Agents of Sakuranti, and Variable Barricade are all going to be shown off as well as new titles. Um, this starts uh, beginning 9 a.m. Pacific, which is noon on Friday. So, you know, stay tuned if you like Axis games, uh, their titles. Uh, we'll see what's shown off. Cool, cool. Well, kind of just going to go go through those real quick, see if you guys have any uh, thoughts uh, or uh, further discussion. Uh, Barry, any any thoughts about any of those headlines? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm always excited for game showcases, so definitely going to be tuning in this Friday for see what Axis does. Um, EA, I actually watched. uh, We did it it in the events channel um, for our Discord. uh, And Lost in Random just... that really blew me away. I really wasn't expecting it. It just has that that claymation Tim Burton esque uh, style and and a feel like Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff. Like I love that style. So that game really has me intrigued. Uh, Animal Crossing. I like to see that they're doing stuff, but it it just feels like they started so strong in that game, and they could be doing so much more. And it just feels like the trickle-down effect at this point. Like, bring people back. I don't feel, think a lot of these stuff that they're doing is going to bring people back. The new seasonal items are great. You know what it's going to do? It's going to have me log in. I'm going to open up Nook Shopping. I'm going to order them, and I'm going to log out. Um, give us new events to really bring us back instead of just, here's the old events again. But, you know, keep the old stuff available, but add new stuff. Um, Dr. Mario World, I really hope that's not the end of Nintendo on the mobile, just because I really enjoyed Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour. However, I do not see either of those games going away, since I do think they're making enough of a profit, and uh, they seem very healthy, Um, and the the player base seems very much uh, very happy with what's going on. And I haven't played new Pokemon Snap yet. But I've heard a lot of people are very happy with this DLC and what, what they've shown off. And that's great. I think free DLC adding on to an already full game, perfectly great. Adding DLC, even free DLC, onto a game that's only half finished at launch, and eh, no. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to see this, and I'm happy for all those uh, Pokemon Snap players for sure. Yeah, yeah. Greg, how about you? Yeah, the Animal Crossing stuff, I wish... There would be more. I mean, I know we had like a evidence that there's like a cafe coming soon, but I feel like I've been reading that all year. But pretty much, it feels like that the since the Mario items were added, that it's been basically on like low maintenance mode. It's just been, oh, here's a new item, here's one smaller event, here's this, and it's just been a super like trickle feed, like those virtual console games we get on the online service. It's like barely anything to note. I mean, I'm really hoping that we get like a Zelda event with a bunch of Zelda items. It would be nice to actually have other features like the cafe that have been supposedly in the code since actually since like launch, but they haven't like released it yet. So that would be terrific there. Um, I haven't really played an EA game in a while, so I don't really have too much to talk about there. It's okay. Um, EA hasn't played a Switch game in a while either. So <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they haven't been a played on a Nintendo console in a while. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Um, in terms of Dr. Mario, I did really enjoy it like, when it came out, but it also kind of didn't seem like there was a lot of time, like a lot of things really had like purchased. So like, I mean, while like you could get the new doctors, they 
were never like required for their special abilities. So I can kind of see why the spending on that definitely tapered off and probably obviously the player base just kind of moved on to other games. So um, we had like a chart posted in our discord and it seemed like all the other games like fire emblem heroes and like pocket camp and like Dragalia lost and Mario Kartu were all pretty doing very well so far. So I don't think there's other Nintendo games that can be on the chopping block anytime soon, unless obviously that spending were to take a deep dive down like um, Dr. Mario world. So hopefully that's the case, but, and I'm not wrong, so there's that. Um, I don't have Pokemon Snap, so I don't really have too much to contribute there, but it's always nice to see free DLC. Um, I'm not really too far into the, like, the Axis shows kind of stuff, but I might check it out. Um, but pretty much since I didn't really watch the East Asia Soft one, I hope to actually join to watch this one this time around, but we'll see, and hopefully there'll be some good uh, Switch announcements there. Cool. Uh, yeah, just got to quickly run through my thoughts around this as well. Um, I, I agree with you guys about Animal Crossing. They could be doing so much more instead of just recycling stuff at this point. Um, bring the cafe out. Come on, just just do it, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> uh, EA didn't surprise me that we only saw. That's all we saw. Um, it's it's disappointing, but um, Lost and Random looks great. <laughs> like they can put out a good quality game on a, on a Nintendo platform. Just do it more. Um, and, uh, and show off more. Um, Dr. Mario does, uh, what that tells me is like, that's a game that should have life. I don't think they did it correctly. I think they should have put out more of a traditional, like buy this game for 10 bucks. It's yours to keep that sort of thing. And they can keep it on the store moving forward. The fact that they have to keep supporting it like this, um, makes them put be put in this position where they're can we feel, keep supporting it or not if they just put it out you download it it's on your your system or your mobile device you can play it anytime you want i think they'd actually make uh more money and it'd stay on there um but i think the decision they went with um limits them and they had to make a hard decision like this um i also agree i don't think they're gonna be pulling other games um other people are saying it, it's the end i i disagree with that um, and similar to you, Greg, I, I don't have Pokemon Snap, but it's cool free, free DLC and uh, interested to see what, what Axis has to show off as well. Uh, we're you know, one thing you mentioned about there. Dr. Mary World, yeah. um, I'm surprised they're not ending new support, but they'll just leave it where all existing stuff is still there. The servers yeah. can't be that expensive to keep this mobile game up and just leave it there and let people pay if they want like oh you know all existing players as a free bonus will unlock everything for you and then let everybody else just pay 10 bucks or whatever 15 bucks and you get everything that's been included i mean you spent all that time and effort adding in the new doctors and adding in the new stages and all that stuff just to let it go away so it's no longer playable seems like a waste just just throw it up there and make it like mario run where it's yep. just a one and done and that's that's such a brilliant idea just people will know like all right those that, that spent the money and all that stuff, okay, they may say, well, there's no new content. I'm done with the game. But you may get new players in, and you have it there. And you can then take that version, and then you can maybe bring it to Switch and say, here, Dr. Mary World is now a, an online store game for the Switch. And the mm -hmm. servers can't be that expensive. I'm sorry, Nintendo. You have money. Like, I don't even play Dr. Mary World, <laughs> but that just seems like... How expensive can they truly be to, to keep well, they gotta up? they gotta use all that extra money to make the the switch servers even better than what they are. 
Let's not get started on that. That's just a dark topic. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like that. The, I got the exact same thought that Barry did. Like, why can't they? They don't even have to charge like ten dollars. Why can't they just have it on the store and just have like a note saying, "Oh, this game is no longer gonna be updated." I mean, I don't really understand why you can't just okay, this is the actual end of the game. It doesn't have to be goes on forever. There doesn't need to be infinity levels in the game. Like it could just be like, okay, this is the last level and then you can uninstall it and be done. Like right. that's the problem, yeah. unfortunately with digital games and games that use a server is they eventually end as opposed to, you know, games that can be played offline and can be stayed forever. I mean, that's just it. If they took all that content, released it as a switch game offline and just made it a physical card and a digital download, they've already designed it all so it would take minimal effort people would buy it then you would always be able to play it as of now if you you're going to be looking at a history of dr mario and dr mario world is going to be there it's going to be a footnote and anyone that discovers dr mario in a year or two years or three years or 10 years can never go back and play that game it will forever be unplayable and that's a shame that is a lost game now forever unless they do something yep. just like mitomo yeah, Mitomo too. Although Mitomo was more like an experiment and it was more like a social interaction versus a real game outside the pachinko machine. That's true. Yeah. Well, let's move on uh, to what games are coming out over the next couple of weeks, what we're excited about playing. But before we do that, just a, another quick reminder uh, that you can always reach out to us on social media if you haven't done that yet. Uh, please just do so at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, we have our Discord, and we would absolutely love for you to uh, join us on our Discord as well. Um, link is on the screen, also in the show notes, the YouTube description. Uh, love to uh, to enter in the conversation. Barry referred to our events channel that uh, kind of blows up every time there's an event going on. EA Play, uh, I'd probably do the same thing with the Axis event uh, this week. Uh, so absolutely love for you to uh, join in there and, and uh, join in the conversation on our growing community over there as well. Uh, and uh, also we don't talk about this a whole lot, but we absolutely love hearing your, your questions. So you can shoot them to us on social media and discord, but you can also email us at podcast at nintendofuse.com. Let's talk about what we have been playing or what we hope to be playing over the next couple of weeks. Uh, as always, I'll be scrolling the, uh, the upcoming games on the screen here. And uh, as you guys see them scrolling along, uh, we have games like Badland uh, that is coming out to Switch, uh, Shadowverse, um, Witch Spring 3, Road 96, which we've talked about on previous podcasts is coming out. Uh, so not a whole lot of like big name games that are coming out, uh, at least from what I noticed over the next couple of weeks. Uh, there's some, there's some solid games, but not like top tier, like third, you know, triple a kind of, uh, games that like, Oh, everybody is going to be buying, but, uh, but there are some, still some solid games, uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, what are you guys hoping to be playing maybe of this list or something else that's come out in the past, uh, that you're, you're hoping to get some time with over the next couple of weeks, Barry? Uh, now that I finished Scarlet Nexus, my plan is to do Neo, The World Ends With You, which because I did the first one earlier uh, this year. So I was looking forward to that. And uh, maybe do some post-game Monster Under Stories 2, but I'm really trying not to fall too far behind because this back end of the year is so, so full. And I've got Playcast games and other games to play, uh, as well as other Game Chat games to play. Uh, Witchbring 3 is a JRPG that uh, looks interesting, and that might 
that might get me to delve into it, but it really depends on how long Neo the World Ends With You takes. Uh, and then there's still like the great Ace Attorney Chronicles that came out that I'm also looking at, and Road 96 looks cool too. And uh, apparently I'm a bunny uh, in uh, in the game that just came out too. So there you go. That Barry the Bunny, August 13th. Mark your calendar. They, they should they should send me a review code just for that. Uh, you know, so there, there's some great games, but that's mainly what I'm looking for. So nice, Greg. How about you? I was really hoping you would throw that to me first. I was like, oh, I'll be playing uh, Barry the Bunny because that sounds like a namesake <laughs> game to pick up there. It sounds very high quality. Um, <laughs> hey, now. I didn't really see too much that I'd be personally getting outside those like uh, East Asia soft games that we were talking about. Um, the Dodgeball Academia did kind of catch my eye because I did like the Dodgeball game on the NES, and that was one of my personal favorites on the NES. Um, I know it's nothing like it, but I think it's like supposed to be like a spiritual successor, and that seems like it might be something I enjoy. Um, it just kind of saddened me that Jakester said he didn't really care for the demo, so I might have to check that out before uh, definitely committing $25 to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing really uh, like big stood out to me. I, I, th- I think it's cool that Badlands coming to uh to switch but you know it's <laughs> at this point it's kind of an old game uh most people have played on mobile and other systems but it's cool that it's coming out it's like a definitive edition or whatever um road 96 still is interesting me i'm not sure I, i'll probably see how it goes and everything but I, I think the concept is still really really interesting um and uh the only other thing that stood out to me also was uh, space invaders invincible collection um it's a 60 dollar yeah. game that's uh that's a lot. I mean, I know there's there's a lot packed into it, but uh, yes. paying sixty bucks for Space Invaders is kind of like, I mean, that's, that's a like lot. eleven versions. Space that's Invaders, true, but like, I mean, it's still Space Invaders. <laughs> In the end, it's still Space Invaders. So we'll see. But I, I love Space Invaders. But I was like sixty bucks for eleven games. I probably already own like seven or eight or maybe all eleven of these games like on other systems already. So I'm like, is it worth sixty bucks to get another collection? Just get the physical Invaders? version. Then at least way you have it. And if you don't like it, you could always sell it back. Or that is, that is know, very true. Off. Very true. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much, uh, it, I, I do want to get back to, um, uh, a couple of the star Wars games that, uh, that I was playing on Xbox and then kind of life happened and I actually kind of forgot about them, uh, and everything. So <laughs> like, uh, want to get back to, uh, Jedi fallen order and finish that game. I just never Such finished it. Um, it, it was really great. And then all of a sudden I just stopped playing and kind of forgot about it. Um, I need to, play squadrons uh eventually too and same thing with spider-man um like i can get back to that on on the ps4 as well um so i think that's probably what i'm gonna be trying to do over the next couple weeks uh there's a couple other like cheap games that i really really cheap games that i picked up on sale on switch i am blanking on the titles of them right now um but if you haven't checked out your your switch uh sales right now i would just say like there's a couple games that are like i don't know how they worked it out but they're like 89 cents or 39 cents or something like that. And so like, that's not supposed to be possible anymore, but there's a couple games that are like that. Um, and so, uh, definitely check out the, the sales section of the, the switch eShop If you're, if you're looking for some cheap games, cause there's, there's a lot of them up there and, and, you know, like 
if you spend, you know, a dollar ninety nine on something and it's not very good, then you only spend a dollar ninety nine on it or thirty seven cents, like one game I got. So it's really not that big of a deal um, if you're looking for something quick and and check it out. Um, and you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody thinks of Barry the Bunny. Um, that's, that's really, that's what <laughs> yeah, okay. Just put in the chat. Like, it looks like a pretty fun platformer, actually. So it's I know we were kind of ripping on the title, but I was looking through the screenshots and it seems like it's like a pretty um fun platformer nice. buy my um, game well buy my game <laughs> maybe we'll have a future game chatter review of Barry the bunny stay tuned <laughs> i don't see um i don't see that barry's company on the publishing no oh that's no. true now you gotta lobby for it <laughs> it's kind of hard to lobby for a 55 dollar game <laughs> It's all right. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. We'll have to yeah. see how the reviews are. <laughs> hey, uh, quick programming note uh, so that you guys know um, we are going to be back. Uh, next podcast is going to be um, August 17th, so two weeks from today, of recording of August 3rd. And then uh, there's going to be a little bit of shift. Um, I'm actually going to be out of town. On uh, I'm taking a vacation for the first time in two years um, on August 31st. And so we're going to shift that one back. So um, 2.35 will still be uh, – uh, recorded live in two weeks. Here I go again, recorded live. Uh, recorded uh, on two, on August uh, 17th. And then uh, August, uh, episode 236 will be happening on September 7th. So we'll just shift that back another week. Um, and then we'll be every other week for you know, a couple of uh, a couple months. And then there's another shift in, in October as well that we'll we'll update you guys on uh, as we get closer to that as well. Um, another reason to join our discord, we always remind you and, and on our social media when the next uh, podcast are coming up. So if you haven't joined or uh, or followed us on social media, um, be sure to do that. So you always know when the next podcast is happening. Um, and uh, <laughs> Jake's doing yeah, exactly uh, well, the, the game chat thumbnail will be just Barry's face on a bunny <laughs> ears. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to have fun with that one. <laughs> Barry, uh, we, we haven't done this in a long time. Uh, other than Barry, the bunny, uh, where can people find you? What are you doing online in the next couple of weeks beyond playing games, beyond hopping around on people's switches? Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you other than the Nintendo Fuse podcast? <laughs> uh, visiting Colorado with my foot going someplace. No, um, you can find me on on Twitter. You can find me on Hawk Hellfire, where uh, it's my personal uh, Twitter, where you, you can chat with me about video games, and uh, you can also find me on uh, premiumeditiongames.com, where you know we're putting out brand new physical versions of digital-only games for the Switch. You could also find me on the Switch Mania Playcast, which airs usually every Thursday night. Uh, sometimes it's Friday morning. And uh, we'll be around on other podcasts, too. I have one coming up later in August that I'll be uh, guesting on, which I'll, I should have time to talk about that before our next podcast. Cool, cool. And uh, Greg, where can people find you? What are you going to be doing? Anything you want to tell the audience before we wrap up tonight? At least not a whole lot before the next one. Um, you can find me at GamerGD3 on Twitter. Um, I've been trying to actively log in a little bit more, especially with all of our contests and everything going on and following people back and checking on people's updates and whatnot. I'm still not huge on an active poster, but I still am a lurker there. So <laughs> I do like to check it from time to time and drop likes down and whatnot. Um, 
yeah, and actually the next podcast will be like two days before my birthday. So that'll be kind of nice right. to talk about that. Nice, nice. We'll have to do something special. I don't know. Maybe we'll get you a free copy of Barry the Bunny. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you guys can find me at Steve Cullum on Twitter and uh, actually all this, all the social medias. I'm pretty much at Steve Cullum. Uh, love to have you follow me there as well. Um, and um, most of the stuff that you want to probably know about me is Nintendo Fuse. So uh, I, we also I take care of that, that social media as well. So um, you guys can hit me up there. And, uh, yeah, love to, to chat games with you guys, especially like outside of, of the podcast and, and stuff. Um, it's just fun to, uh, connect with, uh, our listening audience. Um, and just want to encourage you guys. Yeah. Especially to, uh, to share this, uh, leave a review, like comment, subscribe, all those things. It's be great. Um, we also have play NYC that we can talk about next episode as well. So, uh, if any of you guys are going to play, play NYC, maybe some of our free yes. ticket winners or someone that has yet to buy a ticket, uh, use uh, code fuse 40 to get 40% off your ticket. And, uh, maybe you've gotten your ticket already. You're ready to go. Make sure you see, look for, look out for Barry. He's going to be there. Right. Yeah. The, no, no, uh, I may or may not be there. I'm still debating on whether or not I'll be going, uh, unfortunately with the, uh, the numbers rising, going up mm. and I have, I have other cons that I have to go to, um, in October and November. So I'm still debating whether or not I want to head into the city, uh, this weekend. I might be there. I might not be. So I can't guarantee. Yeah. We'll keep your eyes out for him if you are there you might be there you might be able to find barry and especially if yeah. you see some really tall ears it's probably him. <sighs> <laughs> i hope um, everyone sees this abuse i have to deal with oh uh, this is considered abuse i don't know what the, this is coming from the guy that locked hussin in a basement though so how much that's, can he really believe on how, on how much torture he's really perceiving so yeah but i let him out okay <laughs> clearly he hasn't been around for a while i let him out he's free to do his own thing he comes Man. back occasionally <laughs> but treats out for him and he eventually will come back <laughs> nice well it's been <laughs> awesome talking games and uh gaming news with you guys as always thanks for joining us everybody we will see you next time, uh, October, sorry, August 17th for our next episode, episode 234. And uh, yeah, we'll, be, we'll see you then. Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you later. <laughs>